Just like going to the gym or going for a run to keep physically fit, our emotions and feelings need regular exercise to build emotional fitness. Today, I'm going to show you how to train emotional muscles and exercise feelings to build your emotional fitness. Hi, I'm neuroscientist Dr. Ben Webb, and I've helped people of all ages, teenagers, adults, seniors, to cultivate a healthy brain for a mentally healthy and happy life. Welcome to episode 26 of Better Brain, Better You. Hi there. Thanks so much for choosing to spend time with me today. I really do appreciate you tuning into the show. And if you're watching on YouTube, please do subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you don't miss our weekly videos. So today, I want to discuss a pivotal but underappreciated aspect of mental health, emotional fitness. What do I mean by emotional fitness? Well, it's the idea that our emotions and feelings need regular exercise and training just as much as our bodies do to stay healthy and fit. Emotional fitness is vital for our sense of well-being. Increasing emotional fitness is also important for physical health and mental resilience. But few of us spend the time, thought or money on our emotional health, even though one in four of us will struggle with our mental health at some point in our life. So when we consider physical health, we appreciate the importance of good nutrition and physical exercise, whether that's through lifting weights, aerobic exercise or just playing sports. And becoming emotionally fit requires a similar commitment and exercise regime to tone those emotional muscles. If we don't physically exercise, we become physically unfit. And failing to exercise our emotions similarly leaves us emotionally unfit. So the more time and energy we can invest into our emotional health, the stronger and emotionally fitter we will become. So emotionally healthy people feel in control of their emotions, behaviours and actions. They are self-aware and feel the appropriate feelings at the right time and, and can cope with life's challenges. Good emotional health refers to your overall psychological well-being and includes the way you feel about yourself, the quality of your relationships, an ability to express your emotions and manage your feelings and deal with difficulties. But when we're emotionally unfit, we can develop coping strategies to help us deal with uncomfortable situations and, and emotions. We might avoid, distort, ignore or suppress these feelings or even project them onto someone else. And at some point, these strategies stop working. We don't know what to do. Our feeling seems to be controlling us and making us feel out of control. And when difficult situations arise in our lives, we don't have the psychological resources to cope and we often need emotional support. So how can you improve your emotional fitness? Well, much of what I want to share with you has been inspired and informed by the work of psychotherapist James Hawes, who is a leading authority on emotional fitness. We're actually working with James at Ology to build an emotional gym that you'll be able to visit soon to regularly exercise your emotional muscles and build emotional fitness. More about that in the coming months. But in the meantime, I can highly recommend James's book, The Secret Lives of Men, which has 50 practical tips for building emotional fitness. So a good place to start with your emotional fitness is to listen and attend to your body. Our emotions are part of the body and our nervous system. So check in and ask yourself, 
what am I actually feeling right now? What are my different senses telling me? Do I have areas of tightness, discomfort, pain, warmth? Does this feel good? Or am I uncomfortable with this feeling? Try to stay present with the emotion and pay close attention to what's going on inside your body. Don't treat your body as separate to your brain. They work together as your nervous system. So I hope this is making sense. And if it does and you're watching on YouTube, write emotional fitness in the comments below. Okay, so now try and identify that feeling and name it. You might need to expand your emotional vocabulary to do this. Try and stay with the feeling and write down different words you have felt during the day to expand your bank of emotional words. Then put a name to the feeling. When we can name a feeling, it helps us to get rid of the feeling. And labelling the feeling causes the brain to release hormones. If we identify our feeling as pleasurable, we will release additional pleasure hormones like dopamine. And if the feeling is upsetting or difficult, try to label it as, as well. And once we label a difficult emotion, we send a signal to our brain that decreases the release of stress hormones. So try and accept the feeling rather than acting on it. We often find it hard to accept our feelings. We try and ignore and, and avoid them. And the reason we have difficulty holding on to our feelings is that we're often taught to ignore or suppress our feelings when we're children. To increase our emotional fitness, we need to learn how to hold on to our feelings, stay with them, however uncomfortable they might be. Feelings need to be felt, and once the right feeling has been felt and acknowledged, it can then be dispersed in a more controlled and regulated manner. But you need to practice this. You need to practice releasing the right emotion at the right time for it to fully disperse. So practice staying with the emotion as it arises inside you. Don't be quick to shift the feeling. Respect it and listen to it. You can choose how you release your emotion. You can react or you can respond. And you can also be curious about your feelings themselves. Even if you don't know the cause of your feelings, keep asking yourself the questions. Why am I feeling this way? What is that person feeling now? What are my motivations for feeling this particular way? What are the motivations of the other person? All behaviours come from somewhere, but it's often the motivation rather than the behaviour itself that, that can be best to focus on. So try and manage your defensive reactions as well. We all have defensive reactions to things and nobody wants to get hurt. But we tend to put up defences when we're feeling vulnerable. And there can be a cost of putting up these barriers. The greatest cost of defensiveness is that we stop learning when we are defensive and those feelings that we're experiencing. So to learn and grow, it really helps if you can be honest with yourself and listen to others even when it hurts. You should also try and have empathy for yourself. Listen to yourself and be kind to yourself. So when we're empathic, we try to understand and feel what it's like to be someone else. But empathy for yourself means getting inside your head and having self-compassion for yourself by tuning into your feelings and being kind to yourself. Practice listening to the internal dialogue going on inside your head and say kind words to yourself. Try and break the negative dialogue and stop the negative comments you make about yourself. This actually takes practice and discipline. 
But just like going to the gym, exercising or any sport for that matter, we get physically stronger and better when we practice. So I hope this introduction to emotional fitness was useful. And if you want an in-depth treatment of this topic and many more strategies to build emotional muscles and exercise emotional feelings, I highly recommend James Hawes' book, The Secret Lives of Men. So please like, share this video and subscribe to our channel if this was helpful. And thanks so much for taking time out of your day to tune into this episode. Have a great rest of the week and I will see you next time.